Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here it is on End Times Friday, and this is actually good morning. actually going to be Friday. yeah, it's going to be broadcast <laughs> uh, the first weekend week of November, first Friday of November. I think November third. Um, mm-hmm. We because we're taping, our, you know, ahead of that. Um, this is this is where the interesting thing of videotaping, uh, where we know live events, but they actually don't broadcast until after these events. Well, a few weeks later, <laughs> right? <laughs> so um, a little bit of old news, and likely by the time this is aired, there'll be more. There'll be more news about it all, and so we'll mm-hmm. just we'll just try to keep up with it. But it's worthy of looking at in terms of because what we're trying to get to is really the biblical underpinnings of this and mm-hmm. where is it going what might it mean and uh, it's very big big time stuff we've talked last time about israel um we had been discussing israel gosh maybe a month or two ago just to talk about the importance of it and that realize that that's ultimately where everything happens in the end mm-hmm. and our heart is to pray for that and intercede for that and uh, support it in terms of what's going to happen with Israel. And again, let me just set up the overall uh, piece of it is that um, in the tribulation, and that begins with what's called the beast. Remember the the development of the beast, uh, who's who's one world government with 10 heads, which it looks Mm -hmm. like, it looks like it's, it's not necessarily 10 nations, but it's 10 uh, corporate structures that are, Mm-hmm. Set, setting up rulership because I, I believe it's around economics is really the primary thing, and then of right. course, and then of course, governance around that economics. Um, so, one world government uh, sets up the tribulation. Uh, the world readily accepts it, and the only ones that don't uh, is interesting enough is um, the essence of Israel and the believers who are are required and told by God not to take the mark of the beast. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and that beginning piece of it, it appears that the Antichrist who, and, and remember the Antichrist is coming out of the beast. So when he talks about the Antichrist, it's talking about the beast. It sets up a peace treaty with the world and Israel at the moment. But in the middle of that, uh, declares himself to be God. And then the mm-hmm. war, the war happens. God, first of all, the war of, of God's wrath against the world because of that. And mm-hmm. then, and then they, uh, come against, uh, Israel, uh, to, uh, attack it and eliminate it. And remember, it's all spiritual things. So, um, right. The real fight underneath it all is principalities and powers, demonic, 
Satan, who though, even though the, the book is, is stated he isn't going to win, he, it doesn't keep him from preventing, from trying. Mm -hmm. uh, so if he could succeed in eliminating, in essence, the Holy Spirit on earth, the only thing left is human uh, people in the natural who would then follow Satan. Um, right. So he's, he's working so at that. That's his goal. It's that goal. Yeah. And uh, it appears that believers, Christian believers today, which would be, you know, let's, let's call us Gentiles fundamentally, um, were raptured somewhere in there. And again, the, the potentials are pre-trib pre rapture, mid-trib rapture, post-trib rapture. Uh, it appears from scripture, it looks like mid-trib at least is more indicated than anything else uh, because we right. do, we go through suffering and there is martyrdom and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, so the believers are removed by God. And then uh, the only thing left is Israel. Um, mm -hmm. And the world then shifts from a, a quote, so-called peace treaty to a war against Israel, trying to eliminate it, but they, but they're not successful. And so they develop the mm -hmm. bat, the battle of Armageddon, malicious march, 200 million people against them. They can't possibly defeat us. And let's just do hand to hand combat basically. Um, right. Which is kind of interesting that, um, all of the super technology that everybody tries to use, they wind up going back to just pure people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> let's, let's just overwhelm them with people in the Battle of Armageddon. That's when Christ returns. Um, okay. and, and Israel uh, has become, by that time, at least by particularly by mid-trib, has become uh, believers in Christ. They now take the banner of Christianity, basically, and into the millennium, when Christ returns, the Jews repopulate the earth with, with believing in Christ. And then we get mm -hmm. to re rejoin him and rule on earth and basically be fruitful and multiply and, and go through it again um, on a physical earth. And remember, there's still sin nature with people that are born because they're not, you know, they're not uh, like Adam and Eve. And they still have a not not controlled by the enemy anymore because he's he's tied up but the impact of it entropy things that fall apart you know the world is still mm -hmm. under that nature it's not fully restored uh the only time it is restored and i, I try to help people understand this because uh, everybody says i'd like god to restore <laughs> the earth back mm -hmm. to back to its original place you know and i said well I said, he does. He, he, he will do that. I said, and I, and I, I just asked this question, anybody know how he does it? And they say, uh, no, how does he do it? I said, <laughs> I said, he destroys it. Um, the only way he restores it is he destroys it first completely. And then he creates a hmm. new heaven and a and new, creates a new heaven, new heaven new and earth. a new earth. So he doesn't restore the old one. He actually destroys the old one and then creates a new heaven and new. Mm. So someday he's going to do it, but it'll be done in an interesting way. So, uh, well, last time we talked about uh, the fact that uh, Hamas uh, attacked Israel with a barrage of rockets, and then they did a right. and they did something they generally don't do, and they actually sent in ground forces. Uh, mm -hmm. two, two cities and a music festival and they cat they kill people about a thousand people 
and then they captured they people. They took a bunch of hostages. They've got like yeah. 200, 250 hostages. And because of how they operate uh, in uh, what's called uh, Gaza, um, mm -hmm. they built tunnels underneath the city. And so you can get to hospitals, you can get to uh, markets, you can get to buildings um, and have they have supplies down there. Yeah. Um, so they now, can, can the average people access those tunnels or is that military only? What is that? It's, it's primarily Hamas military only. Okay. Uh, the average person can't do it, but okay. it's likely, and they, and they, they uh, believe that the hostages are, um, in those tunnels and they move them around, mm -hmm. um, right. uh, and they're kind of protected a little bit from the, any, any things that happening above ground which Israel is now is now attacking them. Um, there was uh, I, I made a statement that I that I did some research on and found out it was slightly incorrect. Um, and that was uh, all of the opposition is Shiite. And the ones that are pro Israel pretty much are Sunni. That's fundamentally correct. However, Hamas <laughs> is Sunni. Um, Oh, interesting. They are not. Okay. They are not Shiite. Uh, so you got Iran, the Shiite. Mm -hmm. You got part of Iraq, the Shiite. You got uh, Syria, the Shiite. You got Lebanon, Turkey. Uh, you got Lebanon. Uh, Hezbollah is Shiite, mm -hmm. but Sun But Hamas is Sunni. Uh, but they're extremist, mm -hmm. and because they're and this is interesting, uh, because they're extremist, they've joined mm -hmm. forces with the Shiites. Um, as opposed to the rest, rest, rest of the Sunni. So they kind of made a choice of, okay. of, yeah, we're Sunni in fundamental belief, but really we, we join the Shiite belief system that, mm -hmm. uh, the, you know, the depth of the Quran is true and everybody who's not following it is an infidel. We need to kill them all and, and particularly Israel. Um, so they've joined mm -hmm. forces, but they're not of the same tribe. It's interesting. Uh, okay. So Hamas is the one that that started this new war against Israel. Um, that's on the southern border called the Gaza Strip. So it's between, think right. about it, it's between Israel and Egypt. Um, mm -hmm. On the north border is Lebanon, and that's where Hezbollah operates. Right. Uh, on the east, you know, next to Israel would be Jordan, that they're pro-Israel. Mm -hmm. Uh, next to them is Iraq and they're pro-Israel, but it's not like they're huge fans of Israel by any stretch, right? No. And there's, I mean, they, and they, uh, Iraq is one of those, uh, nations that is pretty split with Shiites and Sunnis in the same place and they don't like mm -hmm. each other. <laughs> so they, they yeah. fight, they fight each other and the Shiites in Iraq are joining Iran. And then you got next to them, you got Iran. Uh, which is old Persia, by the way. And so uh, mm -hmm. uh, they're trying to eliminate Israel at the face of the earth. Well, has Hamas initiated, mm -hmm. you know, now, you know, when we're taping this a uh, week or so ago before that. So this is, uh, you know, first week of, of October. Uh, they initiated a war and are right. and have taken hostages. And because Israel actually controls things to Gaza. They've shut off fuel, water, uh, and food. 
uh, to Gaza. Um, so they're, they're having difficulty operating there. And then Israel is now bombing locations that they believe is, is Hamas. Right. Uh, we thought maybe Hezbollah in the north would do a, a similar attack and cause them to have trouble on both fronts. Hezbollah has mm-hmm. not yet. And they have been threatening that, though, right? They threatened, there's at they least threatened talk it, of it and a yeah. little, little bit, but they haven't uh, followed through on that. And we don't know what mm-hmm. Iran's going to do. Uh, so it's very volatile right now in terms of what could happen. Well, yeah. a few days ago, um, there was a missile that was reported hit a hospital in the mm-hmm. Gaza and destroyed the, you know, they said they destroyed the hospital and killed all these innocent people. That's what was reported. Well, um, interesting enough, because of satellites and because of uh, people taking pictures, uh, they proved not to be true. Um, what happened is that a missile from Hamas misfired. Mm-hmm. And it was right. headed, headed toward Israel, but it wound up next to this hospital in a parking lot. It actually didn't destroy the hospital, and the people in the hospital were not killed. They, they think perhaps hmm. uh, there were people, because remember, there's, there's, uh, uh, Israel is, is attacking Gaza. So people are headed, tried to head to safe places. Well, one of the right. safe, some of the safe places they think is a hospital. So they, it apparently they were a bunch of people who were who were trying to get to the hospital, were either mm-hmm. in in that parking lot or near that parking lot, and they died. They did die uh, because they were just trying to get to the hospital. Um, so there is some death from it, and we would call innocent people died, but it was because the misfire was from Hamas itself. Right. Um, and of course, now they're depending on the news source you read, though, they're still investigating this for sure to see, because a lot of, you know, both sides are saying one thing or another, yeah, but just, it looks like the last I heard today, Biden was saying, to, you know, well, our today, intelligence yeah. certainly shows it wasn't an Israeli yeah. airstrike today. It's pretty clear that it was a, uh, Hamas, a misfire. Right. Um, uh, so they're, okay. they're, you know, 95% clear on that. Um, and uh, Israel said, hey, we, we did not do that. Um, and, mm-hmm. and they generally don't. Now, uh, because of the turmoil over there, um, America has brokered a um, humanitarian effort from Egypt to get into Gaza uh, with supplies and things to help people who are suffering. Right. Um, it's been approved but the problem is going to be in the actual logistics. And typically, by the way, Hamas, right. who says, yeah, sure, actually winds up taking that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And, and uh, they don't really support the people there, which kind of shows the heart of it anyway. So uh, as we look at all this, we're at a moment where we're waiting to see, okay, what's going to mm-hmm. happen? What's going to happen next? And um uh, is it going to go toward peace? Is it going to go the other direction? Is it going to go to war? Is this stimulating, you know, things that, that are set in scripture? So I want to spend a little bit of time kind of recapping biblically, uh, you know, what all this means and how we how we understand it as we put, just kind of put it together as a possible. And then we got to keep watching it as, as mm-hmm. to what's occurred. Now, remember, 
uh, and this was stated by Netanyahu four days before the war attack. Mm -hmm. he, he said, we've never been closer to peace in the Middle East. Um, and it was an interesting statement because it proved to be opposite of, of, of what he just said, you know, and, and right. the reason I had was, no idea the underlings of everything that was already being planned. Even, yeah. Because they said for two years, this was being planned. Yeah. And the reason is that um, Saudi Arabia, remember, who is Sunni, is is trying to mm -hmm. broker peace in the Middle East just to get everything calmed down because they know that the Shiites actually want to come against them, too. Um, mm -hmm. so they're trying to get peace with everybody. And they stated that Hamas and Hezbollah and Iran were softening their positions on mm -hmm. requirements in order to, to get peace. Cause they've been very hard line in the past. And Netanyahu has said, well, because you're hard line, there's nothing I can do. If you soften, maybe we can, you know, talk well, Saudi Arabia has been saying they're, they're willing to soften. And so they thought, now here's the interesting thing that happened. Um, and I think this is strengthening what Israel is going to wind up doing, but, um, they let their guard down. Um, mm -hmm. they didn't really focus on watching specific things that were happening. And the people of Israel were a little bit upset. Like, wait a minute, you guys are experts at intelligence and this, mm -hmm. this attack surprised you. Really, I mean, it really surprised them. Um, and they said, right. "How did that? How is that possible that you weren't aware that this was was this was getting ready to happen and did happen?" And they admitted that they let their guard down, uh, that they were thinking mm -hmm. or they're softening. And so our focus is on the peace treaty, not on mm -hmm. observation of thinking that maybe they're getting ready to go to war again. So they kind of got lax with it. Um, right. So I believe, by the way one of the things, the outcomes of this is I doubt if they'll do that again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> True. Uh, True. And uh, because they're really, really good at what they do. And it's likely it'll actually intensify their ability, probably needed to, to move down the path and be aware of what really what's happening and how to protect themselves. By the mm -hmm. way, we know because of the end, uh, Israel doesn't fall uh, and Israel isn't destroyed. It remains mm -hmm. and is successful when the whole world is trying to come against it. They still they still can't overcome it. I mean, so it's we know that's true. Right. So we know the outcome of it. Well, uh, let's look at a couple things biblically. Um, this is first of all out of Daniel, and he sets up a statement that is kind of the the overall arching understanding of of the beast and the antichrist and the and Israel. So go to uh, Daniel uh, chapter 9 and read verses 26 and 27. Sure. And after 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with a flood until the end of the war desolations are determined. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week, but in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering and on the wing of abominations shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation, which is determined is poured out on the desolate. Okay. So, uh, Daniel remember, uh, is given this amazing prophetic, uh, dream and he, um, is told there's 70 weeks remaining. And so, mm -hmm. and, the, and each week would be a, a year. 
So 70 times seven, you know, would be 490 years okay. uh, left. Uh, and, and he's saying there's 400, 490 years left of time until the end. Um, mm -hmm. And then he says, um, uh, in the middle of that is uh, 62 weeks. Uh, and then he talks about another um, uh, seven weeks after that. So it's ultimately 69. Uh, that is uh, Christ is going to return. And then he's going to be, you know, cut off and, the, and Jerusalem's going to be destroyed. And that's what happened. And so there's one week left. Um, and he says the Antichrist or the beast is going to confirm a covenant for one week. Mm -hmm. um, and that includes, uh, in a sense, Israel. Um, so as they're looking at some kind of a ceasefire or some kind of a let's just let's just operate under this one world government and let's not go to war anymore. Uh, and he, particularly mm -hmm. with Israel. So he establishes what's called a covenant of peace with Israel uh, during the tribulation. Um, now he says in the middle mm -hmm. of that, three and a half years, he, and he calls it, um, he says he has a uh, the abomination of desolation. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what he refers to. Daniel refers to that as uh, it's going to happen um, prior to this to Israel, and it happened in, in 173 BC with Antiarchy's mm -hmm. uh, epiphany from Greece. He, he did okay. what's called the abomination of desolation, uh, and Daniel predicted it. Okay. Uh, and it happened, and he, he took over Israel, and then he went to the Holy of Holies on the temple, took everything mm -hmm. out, and he declared himself God. Everybody has to worship me because I'm God. Um, and of course, mm -hmm. Israel said, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, and they actually rebelled against it and he got overthrown. That's what led, by the way, to Rome and Romans being able to conquer Greece uh, because he because oh, he because because okay. he, he got weakened and fell. And, and a lot of that was because of the rebellion of Israel. Um, what Jesus said, that's going to happen again. And Daniel said it's going to happen again at the end. Mm -hmm. um, so. There's a there is some kind of a peace arrangement. Um, we know in the middle of that he he violates that and then says, I, you know, I'm God and everybody has to worship me. And of course, uh, by that time the Jews are believers and they say we're not doing that. We can't do that. And then the whole world comes against Israel. Uh, okay, um, so that's true. All right, now there's uh, some more input about this. Uh, so go to Ezekiel. Uh, chapter 37, uh, and first of all, this is backtracking a little bit now. We've seen this happen already, uh, but it's going to okay. happen happen even even at a deeper level. So go to uh, Ezekiel 37 and go through 1 through 14, and uh, I think everybody probably who's, who's listening says, hey, I remember the dry bone story. Uh, mm -hmm. well, this is it. And it's very, very clear what, what this means. So go ahead. Uh, this is Ezekiel 37, mm -hmm. one to 14. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. 
Then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied and I was com- as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry. Our hope is lost and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. Yep. So, um, you know, this is, uh, he sees, the, you know, the dry bones that are basically lifeless. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in scripture, uh, I, I just love, you know, being able to receive the truth of scripture, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and the interaction between God and his children, you know, and, right, right. um, and see, we, we tend to think, you know, God's up there kind of unhappy with us and just telling us what to do. And because we are kind of rebellious, we, he's unhappy, <laughs> but, but abiding is this beautiful relationship. Um, mm-hmm. and it's walking in relationship, just like you and Dan or me and Linda, when we walk in relationship, what do we do? We discuss, we have mm-hmm. questions, we have things that we want to understand and it's a beautiful thing. And he said, well, that's how I want it to be. Um, and think of it in a, in a kind of a clear way is it's the relationship of the disciples with Jesus when he was here doing his ministry for three years, right. they, were, they were just hanging out. Uh, walking together with dialogue and uh, and processing. And so here he says, you know, uh, hey, uh, can these bones live? Hey, Ezekiel, can these bones live? Mm-hmm. And Ezekiel says, well, you know. <laughs> and the answer is, in essence, he's saying, well, you know, the answer is yes, if you so, mm-hmm. de- if you so declare it. Right, um, right. It won't happen on itself. But the answer is yes, but you're going to have to declare it. You're going to have to make it so. Mm-hmm. And I know I know you can do it if you want to do it. So I, the answer is yeah, and you know the answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so he says, okay, declare that it comes to life. Um, and they do. Uh, and so he, mm-hmm. when he's talking about the graves, by the way, he says, I'm bringing deadness back to living. Um, and he mm-hmm. says, uh uh, Israel that's dead. Uh, and then he says in verse uh, uh, 11, son of man, these bones are the what? 
the whole what? These bones are the whole house, house of Israel. Of Israel. Uh, it's the end. All the tribes mm -hmm. of Israel are going to come back and be restored, and life is going to happen again to Israel itself. See, mm -hmm. uh, well, this has happened already. It happened in 1947 when the United Nations set up uh, under the leadership of Britain uh, Israel as a nation, a sovereign nation. Right. Um, and they they remember they lost it. Um, in 70 AD when the Rome destroyed it all and basically said you're no longer a nation because you didn't have a temple, you didn't have any land, mm -hmm. and they had to be scattered around the world uh, for you know 2,000 years. And the funny thing is, funny thing meaning interesting, um, <laughs> they didn't have a land, they weren't pure, but they remained, they remained pure. Uh, so mm. the tribes of, of Jews still are the tribes of the Jews. They're real Jews. They've right. been, it's amazing. It's remarkable, you know, and because you would have thought in 2000 years, they would have just been so diluted that right. you couldn't even have scattered you, all over. You couldn't right. even have a pure Jew. Well, they, they do and they have. They came back in 47. They won in the last war. Interesting enough, the last real war in Israel was the 67 war. Um, and that's when mm. they, the nations around them came to destroy them uh, in a war. It'd be similar to what mm -hmm. started here with Hamas in, in a war. And uh, they won the war in six days, miraculously. Mm -hmm. And the other side quit and gave up and said, we lost. And so, okay. you know. And by the way, the, the, the original biblical land was restored to Israel at that time when it hadn't been given to them in '47. So, by the way, when you when people read about the the struggle that's going on, so right in forty seven, what was given to them? It was given a part. land. It was given a land, but only part part of the land. But only part of it. So in sixty uh, seven, then they then they had the original promised land. They occupied then the whole thing uh, okay. in the original promised land, and that's where the request of the of the world has been have a two-state solution and part mm -hmm. of that two-state solution is go back to the 47 boundary and give the mm. other land to the palestinians and of course right. because of, because netanyahu under he does understand scripture he says i can't do that uh right. not because that's to, land that god has given them that, <laughs> and it's our land you know and life has come back you know and so yeah. So right. the, the dry bones have been established now as the nation of Israel once again. And he says that's okay. going to happen in the end. So that's why when we keep wanting to discuss End Times Friday, just mm -hmm. because of that alone, is that we know we're in some time frame right. of what the Bible says is the end. We're uh, certainly much, much closer to it. Yeah, right? yeah. and we do know that, um, you know, we don't know the exact timing of it. Uh, Jesus said that. And then secondly, is that God's, <laughs> God's definition, and, I, and I, keep, I keep understanding, I even understand this for myself personally, because timing is a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, and I keep, God keeps telling me, Rich, the way I define time is not the way you define time. <laughs> you know, because, hey, hey, I'd like, you know, you said something here. I'd like this this solution to be given to me for our right. family. Uh, isn't that going to happen fast? You know, and basically he says, well, mm -hmm. my, my timing is never how you define it. So when we say the end, 
you know, our thought is, hey, it's any day now or any time now. It shouldn't happen right. soon. And God keeps saying, well, it might be longer than you think. Um, and so you mm-hmm. got to keep remembering that. But we've entered through a milestone. And the milestone is that the dry right. bones have become living. And, it's, and he calls it. Okay. He specifically calls it. This is Israel. The nation this of Israel. This is the house of Israel. Fascinating. Um, okay. And, and, it, and it's, it's back. Um, and that's happening at the end. Okay. So we're somewhere mm-hmm. in that process. Uh, and as we go into this uh, deeper, and we'll continue this next time, um, the question is, what and what's going to happen with this war from Hamas right now is, is it going to go deeper into a more mm-hmm. severe war, or is it going to be halted and there's going to be another shift back to some peace situation. And that's what we're going to talk about. And we'll get into some more scripture about this in Ezekiel, because he actually talks about this. So uh, we'll pick it up. Uh, we're out of time right now, but we'll pick it up next time. And we'll continue this discussion. And the, and the question is really simple. And we, we urge everybody, watch really carefully right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this is a moment where... Things can go one way or it could go the other, and we'll see it. One, one of the things that we can say, uh, Israel would like to destroy Gaza and all of Hamas. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, just for an example, uh, Jordan and, and Egypt are meeting today. This happens to be mid, mid-October. Um, they're meeting mm-hmm. today to discuss how can we shut this thing down and how can we get Israel to mm. not to not escalate it they should he said they should but maybe we right. can maybe we how can do assist we diffuse it. this yeah and so while we're actually taping this that conversation is literally happening today mm. uh, and that's why I think I think that's why Israel is not pushing it too diff too harsh they'd like to I still think they're mm-hmm. waiting to see okay how does this all play out and should we basically hesitate a little bit. So it's kind of an interesting thing. Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, the fact that we're right in the middle of it and we're seeing it happen right before us. We know that the center of attention of the world as it approaches the end is Jerusalem and Israel. And that's that's Mm -hmm. absolutely clear. And it's happening right now. Something is happening right now. So we just pray that we'll have insight, wisdom, and understanding as we observe what happens next and where does this go? And then how do you want us to receive it and understand what is happening for us in our life. We praise you and thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Fascinating time to watch. And just a reminder to everyone, um, as we are watching, this is also an invitation to be praying into what's going on and just asking God how to pray into the spiritual battle that's taking place. Amen. So thanks again for sharing and we'll see you next time. Yep, We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.